No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord makes the covenant with Israel on Mount Sinai. But before the people can meet with God, they must first prepare themselves. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. In the third month after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on the same day they came to the wilderness of Sinai, for they had departed from Rephidim, had come to the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. So Israel camped there before the mountain. They arrived at Mount Sinai exactly two months after they left Egypt on the 14th day of the third month. This would have been early summer. When God first appeared to Moses on Mount Sinai in the burning bush, he said that the sign that he was sending him would be that Israel would serve him on this same mountain. Now everything had happened just as the Lord had said. Verse 3, And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. This figure of being carried on eagles' wings is amplified in the Song of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 32. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign god with him. As eaglets mature, the mother eagle stirs her nest and tosses the little eaglets out into the open sky. Then they flap their wings, but don't yet know how to fly. So the eaglet falls. But before the eaglet hits the ground, the mother eagle swoops below and catches him on her wings and brings him back to the nest. This is the picture of what the Lord did for Israel and what he also does for us. He allows trials in our lives to challenge us, to stir us up. And when we start to fall, he swoops down and carries us up on his wings, bringing us back to himself. Maybe God is now using circumstances in your own life to stir you up out of your comfort zone. You may think that you're going to fall and become a grease spot on the pavement below, but know that God is hovering over you and will soon catch you and bring you to himself. Verse 5, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. The Lord revealed his covenant with Israel. God had made a covenant with Abraham in which he promised to make him a nation and give him the land of Canaan to his descendants. Now, the Mosaic Covenant did not annul this, but provided the law of God as a tutor to bring them to Christ. This covenant remained in effect until the cross of Jesus Christ 
at which point the new covenant went into effect. Under the Mosaic covenant, they would be a special treasure to God above all people if they would obey his voice and keep his covenant. The Abrahamic covenant was unconditional, but the Mosaic covenant was conditional on their obedience, and that was its weakness. Peter applies these same covenant privileges to those who are under the new covenant, namely the church. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Because the old covenant was predicated upon man's performance, it failed to bring the people into this special relationship with God. But because the new covenant is predicated upon Christ's performance of fulfilling the law, it successfully brings everyone who believes in Jesus into a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and we become the special people of God. Grace, marvelous grace. Verse 7, so Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. Then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Now they didn't even know what God required in his covenant, but they knew that he had proven himself to be trustworthy. So they responded, all that the Lord has spoken we will do. God was entering a marriage covenant with Israel, and now they were saying, I do. They would soon learn that those words were easier said than done. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I come to you in the thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. So Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. Never had any God appeared with such visible and audible manifestations. There was no doubt that Yahweh was the only true God. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. On the third day, the Lord would manifest himself to all Israel. But it was first necessary for them to prepare themselves. They were to set themselves apart to the Lord and wash their clothes in preparation for this awesome, sacred event. Verse 12, You shall set bounds for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or touch its base. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. Not a hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot with an arrow, whether man or beast. He shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they shall come near the mountain. This made it painfully obvious that there was a clear difference between the holiness of God and the sinfulness of man. 
The boundaries would prevent man from coming into direct contact with God and being destroyed. Near my house is a power substation with a tall cyclone fence surrounding high-voltage transformers. The signs say, Danger! High Voltage! You know what? I have no desire to climb the fences and touch those devices. The fence is there for our protection. Likewise, God established boundaries around the mountain to prevent anybody from touching it. But if either man or beast did touch it, he would be put to death. Yet they were not even to touch him, but to stone or shoot him with an arrow so as not to risk anybody else trespassing. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not come near your wives. In addition to making them wash their clothes, Moses told them to abstain from sexual relations for two days. Verse 16. Then it came to pass on the third day, in the morning, that there were thunderings and lightnings, and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the trumpet was very loud, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Can you even imagine? Such an awesome display of sights and sounds made the people tremble. They had never seen anything like this. Never had any God appeared in such a visible and dreadful way. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. I'm sure they probably didn't want to go any closer, but Moses led them closer to the Lord. Now, Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. Then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. The people heard the Lord's voice as he called Moses to come to the top of the mountain. They would never forget that voice. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to gaze at the Lord, and many of them perish. Also let the priests who come near the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. But Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds around the mountain and consecrate it. Then the Lord said to him, Away! Get down and then come up, you and Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and spoke to them. This is now the third time that Moses had hiked up to the top of the mountain. Now, I don't know what kind of a hike this was, but being 80 years old, he probably wasn't exactly looking forward to going down again and coming back up especially when they had already set the boundaries that the Lord had commanded. But God told Moses to warn the people, lest they break through to gaze at the Lord. He knew that they were stiff-necked, and their curiosity would get the best of them. He was especially concerned that the priests consecrate themselves, 
Evidently, they hadn't done that yet. Maybe they thought they were above the rules. But the Lord warned them lest they would come up on the mountain and die. Now, in the giving of the law, the Lord appeared to them in such a dreadful way so that his sphere would be before them and they would not sin. But things are very different now under the new covenant. The author of Hebrews writes in Hebrews 12, 18, For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire, and to the blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them any more, For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Therefore, may we draw near to the throne of grace in full assurance of faith, because Jesus has reconciled sinful man to the holy God through his blood. Grace, marvelous grace. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where the Lord speaks the Ten Commandments from the top of Mount Sinai in the hearing of the people. This forms the basis for the entire Mosaic Law. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.